Vivian, how are you? I'm wonderful. Great to be here. Thank you, Lynette. Yeah, thank you, and thanks for coming. Um, we met through a mutual friend uh, who actually has been on my podcast a couple of times, or once, but she's she's actually introduced me to some very fabulous women since then, and that's Paige. And so you're currently living in uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada, and uh, the reason uh, why I wanted you on the podcast is because you literally did a reinvention later in your life, and it's a story that I have heard through many other women. And so I wanted you to come on the, the show today to share your story, um, just so that we can find this inkling of inspiration for anybody who's listening who may be going through the similar challenges. So um, I'm going to pass the, 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 the mic over to you. Give us a little brief introduction of who you are, Anne, and then we can dig into uh, your life story, I guess. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, uh, I love to say that I wear many hats in this world, and my most passionate hat is mom of three boys who are now men mm-hmm. and in their place, and um, I'm at this lovely stage in life of being an empty nester. And uh, my background is in occupational therapy. I have an online business in the wellness space. I am volunteer president of Vancouver Adaptive Snow Sports. We're a nonprofit, and we teach people with disabilities how to ski and snowboard. And on the side, to keep my creative juices flowing, I have a, a jewelry business that um, you know keeps me adorned and keeps my um, you know a fun creative side alive. Um, I became a, um, uh, a single uh, mom about 10 years ago, made the courageous decision to leave a 20-year relationship. Um, often uh, these uh, situations, it's easier to stay. And it was uh, the courageous uh, move to um, really get in touch with, with my inner truth and, and move on. And um, I'm sure we're going to dig into that a little bit more. Um, but I find myself um, now just turned 60. So in my, my 50s, as um, uh, not only a single mom, but a sole breadwinner. And um, I, I look out the window here, and I feel so blessed where I'm at in life. Uh, it's been a journey, for sure. Um, I had a, a dream to live waterfront. And, you know, pinch me, I'm here, and uh, look out on the ocean every single day. And that was one thing, among many others, that's really important to me. Exactly. And, you know, okay, so I do want to dig into your story, but for everybody that's listening, I have seen that beautiful ocean view, and it is absolutely incredible. Um, So, okay, so let's back up a little bit. So in your 50s, you made this courageous decision to really sort of uproot your life. Were you working during the time of your kids, your three boys growing up? Yeah. So I was working um, as an occupational therapist mm-hmm. part-time um, and raising my boys. I stumbled into my current online business about 15 years ago just solely as a product user. I had a health issue, which um, I think is an important part of my, my journey, I think your body speaks to you when you're not in alignment. And I had a, a very debilitating uh, nerve pain behind my left eye that came on after dental work. And I'm a real believer that our body does speak to us. And um, yeah, I, uh, 
it 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 was it was frankly hell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was a real low point. And I'm used to being on the other side of things as a therapist. So for me to have this 15 out of 10 on the pain scale, uh, nerve pain, um, I knew something was out of alignment. You know, in in my body, in my life, and um, it, it started with just get, get, uh, some good advice by a doctor. Mm-hmm. Some great advice. This is the one doctor who gave me um, something that I'll never forget. And he said, you know, and you need to take immaculate care of yourself physically, emotionally, spiritually, or you're going to be a very unhappy old lady with this pain. So, oh my God. you know, it, it, yeah, chills when I, when I say it. And I, I can see that resonated with you too. And that's been my quest to really live my best life, live in my best body, um, live in alignment with um, who I spend time with, you know, um, have high standards for myself uh, to um, be intentional um, with how I spend my time and my, my days. And, um, you know, I, I wouldn't say that my, um, my, um, my switch was one thing. It wasn't just this panacea of a nutritional system that certainly gave me the springboard of well-being to do the other work in life that I continue to do. And mm-hmm. I, I do every day. And part of that was really coming into the, the, the real truth of, is this a person that I should be uh, with? And, mm-hmm. you know, he's, um, wasn't a bad person at all. <laughs> you know, he loved me. And it was just me coming to my truth that, that we were no longer serving each other's needs. And um, I, I needed to move on um, for the health of my own body, mind and spirit. And, and I think for my boys as well. So they, you know, have a great relationship with their dad now. And um, he's moved on. And I have certainly moved on. But I knew it was going to be um, a, a difficult thing when the other partner doesn't want this, right? Mm-hmm. So how can we do this in a way that is um, sensitive, loving, um, as much as possible given a difficult situation? And um, also, you know, speaking into your truth when you're <laughs> separating, you know, 20 years of life together. Mm-hmm. And um, I also knew that I would be leaving a very comfortable lifestyle you know, we had a place at Whistler, we had his family properties at Gambier, we had, you know, lovely home, and um, moving on to be my sole breadwinner was kind of scary. Yeah, you know, <laughs> kind of scary. I, absolutely. And especially, so you were a part-time therapist at the time because you were focused on raising your kids and, you know, making sure that they had everything they needed, and even so probably, you know, during that journey, supporting your husband, which... I think is a story that is so relatable for our current age group between 50 to 80, where, you know, we, we lived a very stereotypical life and it was usually the woman that stayed at home or worked only part time to do all those things while supporting a husband who was pursuing this career. Um, you know, you brought up something that's really interesting because, uh, you know, just the quote about living your truth and, I mean, we've probably all heard that, you know, maybe once, twice, or a hundred times. But it 
it, two things. One, it reminds me of one time when uh, I found the courage myself to, you know, make a bold move for myself. And some of my girlfriends at the time asked me, like, how, how did you make those decisions? And one friend in particular, she took me for lunch and she says, like, I am so curious. How are you making these decisions? And right there, before she even said anything, I just said to her, you know, so-and-so, you're not living your truth. That is why you are asking me that question. And it was not even a month later that she then made a bold and radical move as well. Again, in a very similar situation, you know, wasn't sure how she was going to be able to do this and support herself on her own. She would have to make major decisions. She, where was she going to go live? How was she going to do all of this stuff? But she made the courageous decision and, you know, is happier for it all the same. But in your mind, what does living your truth really, truly mean? Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because that was what was coming across my mind too is is it sounds kind of airy-fairy. Yeah, live yeah. your truth. You know, it's a buzz sure. sentence that people say. And I think the more, um, call it mature, because I'll never be mature for sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and, you know, just a sidebar, the most interesting thing is I, I was quite mature at a young age and the older I get, the less mature. I am. Amazing. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And the less I know and, you know, the more humble I am and, and, um, and more. So I would say for me, as I gain wisdom over the years, living my truth is a very visceral experience for me. And I, I listen to my responses in my body and you know, is this a resounding yes? Is this a resounding no? Am I expanded? Am I contracted? And the more I really get in touch with my own, I, I just, I can't describe it other than a resounding yes or a resounding no. Do you ever get the tingles? We just had them a moment ago when mm -hmm. we spoke of something and I just know that's a resounding yes. Like, oh my gosh, there's, there's, there's just an alignment there with, with what is real and true. I love the book Power Versus Force. If um, okay. you've read that one, no, I okay. have not. Okay, all right. Power Versus Force by um, David Hawkins, mm -hmm. and it for me, it was a, a game-changing book in understanding how the world works. And I don't necessarily feel that this talk needs to go down that rabbit hole, mm -hmm. but I, it is important to what makes me tick and what I've learned in in the field of um, energy. Um, I really do believe that um, our bodies speak to us. And I was fascinated by energy. And why do some people light you up and some people deflate your energy? Like, what, what was that? That's what I, I wanted. I wanted to know that years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, the, some of my girlfriends even who I love, I would just feel deflated afterwards. Wow. And, you know. And, and I would say that my decision with my partner was this same feeling. Like, why do I just feel drained, you know? Or heavy. Heavy. Like heavy. That's, I right. feel like that sometimes, too. Like, yeah. oh, this just feels so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I read this book. It's, a, it's not an easy read. I do recommend that you read it a few times. I'm mm -hmm. probably on my third reading of it, um, that I pick it up now and again. But it really 
that um, explains the science of, of energy and that we um, my take my big takeaway is that if we listen, we can um, listen to our yeses and nos. It is scientifically proven that we can um, um, measure our yeses and nos. But we can also use that to kind of gauge our visceral responses to our big decisions in life. Mm-hmm. And I would say that now when I feel that heavy, you know, ness or either it's someone I'm around or it's a decision or it's, you know, um, uh, even a decision on a fun thing, like a trip or something, mm-hmm. you can listen to that <clears throat> yes or no in your body. And, um, you know, the more you kind of make those micro decisions that seem unimportant at, at the time and follow the yes and follow the yes, as opposed to, oh, I should do this because society tells me to, or I should do this because that's the right thing to do. And there's a little bit of a compromise martyr, you know, it it makes my gut unhappy to do that, but I'm going to do it anyway. You know, Mm -hmm. I just follow the, follow the light, you know, again, and I mean light, not as, as an an airy fairy statement. I mean, follow the levity in in your decision-making and the uplifting and, you know, I, I do um, get people saying to me that, wow, you, you have great energy. You mm-hmm. know, I get people at the Starbucks lineup saying you have great energy. And I like to think that I truly live in that energy. I've been blessed to be a cup half full person from the moment I was born. Right. So, you know, what is that, that, um, you know, I, I was given that gift. But, you know, we all have our struggles in life and we can choose this path or we can choose this path when we are faced with the challenges. I think um, for me to, I don't know if this is so much aligned with living my truth, but um, I was uh, an occupational therapist for 25 years in my career. And part of my experience was working on the spinal cord injury unit. And I worked with people who were quadriplegics, paraplegics, you know, the day, the week after injury. And I, I recall um, this, this one guy who uh, was a high-level quad in traction, and uh, my job as an OT really wasn't um, happening yet, so I would visit him every single day while he was on bed rest. We had a great rapport going. And one day I came in after having two of my bikes stolen I didn't have a lot of uh, assets way back when. I had a road bike and a mountain bike, and I used to ride them to work, and they were stolen. And I came in, and I was hanging my head a little bit, and, you know, he said, Anne, you, you know, you're always, you know, uplifting. What's going on today? And he, I said, well, I guess I had my bike stolen, and that was a real drag, and what a jerk who stole my bike. And, and in that moment, you know, he was so supportive. I just thought, oh, listen to me. You know, he would trade places for me in a heartbeat to -hmm. have his bike stolen. And I think that for me, this gave me um, lifelong perspective Mm -hmm. of what I fuss about and fret about and, you know, what is important in life. And I I just had two um, conversations yesterday with um, uh, dear friends with cancer. You know, mm-hmm. and, and I just said to my team this morning, I said, go slay life. You've got your yeah. health. You've got your gifts. You know, um, any challenges. And, I, and I'm not 
belittling the challenge of of leaving a 20 year relationship and moving out, you know, and, and slaying life on my own <laughs> at all. However, it's a gift. You know, mm-hmm. it's a gift that I have that opportunity to make that decision in in our society. In other societies, I, I wouldn't have. So go for it. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and you know, and it's not going to be all sort of rose-colored glasses during the whole moment as, you know, you no. decide, okay, well, I'm going to live my truth now. Life's going to be great because that is not how it's going to work. I mean, even life for me is really freaking amazing. But there's times where, you know, there's moments and there's yeah. always going to be those moments. I love the fact that you're talking a lot about energy and really understanding because, I mean, at the end of the day, we all know we're all, everything is just energy. And sometimes that can be translated into sort of the vibration that you're carrying with you. And that's where I think you're talking about like, oh, you have really great energy. It's sort of, what are you vibing to? Like how, what type of vibration (laughs) are you kind of working with, you know? And I know that this, you know, I've I've talked about this a couple of times on uh, my podcast before about listening to vibrational music, even having it playing. I know they're going to think I'm crazy, but having it playing in my condo while I'm not here, um, mm-hmm. I believe is like, it's just, you know, it's, it comes down to this sort of mindset, meditation, being quiet with yourself. You cannot always tell people exactly what the benefits of those are, but when you're not doing them, is when you can tell that you're out of alignment or you can tell more when you're not yeah. doing those, those great things and when compared to when you actually are. So I like that. I like that sort of getting in tune with yourself and asking yourself, is this a yes or is this a no? And, and it, it, I think that's such a wonderful thing to, to say because, you know, procrastination, you know, we can procrastinate a lot. And then, okay, now we're going to go and ask five friends what their opinion is. And then all of a sudden, you've lost that first initial yes or no gut reaction, which is the right response, you know, right. always, it's always the right response. So yes. you, you, you ran into, I want to go uh, move a little into your health and the doctor that's saying like, and if you don't get your shit together, essentially, you're going to turn out to be one of those little old ladies that's in pain and, and, yeah. and sort of probably miserable. Um, so you had a pain in the back of your eye, you took sort of the steps toward getting better there. And that was through, I'm going to say that was a system that you put in place. So, you know, whether it was exercise, healthy eating, um, but you got introduced to a product, I believe at that time called Isogenics, yeah. correct? Yeah. So mm-hmm. maybe some of the listeners know what Isogenics is, but tell, tell the listeners a little bit about Isogenics. I know personally I've used Isogenics in the past, um, but it, it, it's, it's a product, but it's also a, like, it's more, it's a business, right? And so talk to us about that. Sure. Sure. Well, it's all part of the bigger journey, you know, and I getting back to, I had, what I had was called trigeminal neuralgia and we can't make medical claims with isogenics. So I just want to put that out there that I'm not claiming that isogenics cured my trigeminal neuralgia. What I think I can compliantly say is it gave me the springboard of well-being you know, to, as I said, to do the other work in life that I will continue to do. So at this time, 15 years ago, thinking I, I remembering that I 
um, I've been single for 10 years. So it was five years prior when my body was speaking to me and this doctor, you know, said to me, you better get your shit together physically, emotionally, yeah. and spiritually. And, and this nutritional system came on in my lap, introduced to me by a dear old friend from grade school who is a holistic nutritionist, first love from grade school, who lives in Coburg, Ontario. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just did the system thinking I, I need to do something. I've been to naturopaths. I was, I've never had a, a health issue in my life. And I would say, again, it, it was pretty much immediately, and I'm trying to be compliant here, but it was pretty much immediately that I felt better. I dropped some weight. Uh, I, I've been 90, call it 98% discomfort-free in 15 years, mm-hmm. right, which is huge. I had a little bit of a return when we put my mom in a home. So, you know, I know that these things are stress, energy-related for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was also willing to take responsibility for why I had this health issue. And I wasn't, I came on after dental work. So I didn't want to blame the dental work because not everybody, you know, has this discomfort. Um, I stumbled into this company, Isogenics, because I had this health issue, but it was kind of overlapping with this time of um, challenge in my relationship and moving away from um, my role as an occupational therapist. Uh, I was um, always identifying with being an OT, but I was feeling a bit burnt out also being an OT. And I felt like I had gone as long, as far as I could in that, you know, career hat um, as well. And then I, I started to have some success in isogenics um, but from the health perspective open. or from the health perspective, yeah. but my friends, this is how good things are supposed to spread organically. I was yeah. not open to the business model. Like, at right. all. <laughs> it was, and, no, and, thank you very much. Right. And the business model, for lack of a better term, and I want to use this term because I know that a lot of people have some stigma around it. So it's MLM, right? So multi-level marketing. I know that it's moved into a whole new realm with some of the bigger companies out there, including Isogenics, in terms of being more uh, social retail, uh, online, you know, a way to get access to something bigger and better. But I mean, that's what it is. And I know that people, a lot of people have the the stigma behind it. Oh, I'll never get involved in MLM. Yeah. But, and I, and I want to address that because it's a bit of yeah. the elephant in the room, but it has provided you with an opportunity to build a business. Yeah. I'm one of those, despite myself, accidental success stories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. I just, I didn't think I could sell. As that's what I said. It was my husband who mm-hmm. who knew me and knew my skills, and he was very open minded and entrepreneurial. And he said, "You should do this. You'd be great at it." And I'm going, "No, no, I can't sell. I don't want to sell to my friends." You know, common and, common statement for, that I hear all the time. I can't yeah. sell. I can't sell. I'm t- I hate selling. Never yeah. get into that because I hate selling. Yeah, exactly. And quite honestly, with what I realize now is that when I said I couldn't sell, I, I couldn't face rejection, you know, and that's oh, been a huge it. learning curve for me being a perpetual pleaser. Like that's been my big learning is, um, you know, I'm, I'm a cup half full, but I'm also want everything to be happy and in balance and cheerful and, and everything. So for me being able to, this, this business has been a metaphor for my life and helping me grow personally and, 
being able to face that rejection in my business actually helped me be able to have difficult conversations in life. It, it, it mm-hmm. put me in that energy of empowerment with these challenging conversations as opposed to shying away from them and just avoiding them and burying right. them. So I would say that I'm a much stronger, you know, 10 foot tall and bulletproof kind of in that discomfort than I ever used to be. I was not open to it. Um, it was five years into it, really, that I would say I, I, I kind of was successful despite myself, mostly because my good friends were asking me what I was doing. They noticed a change. They noticed a change in my appearance. My good, good friends knew what I'd gone through, and they wanted to give it a go. And, of course, the story snowballed, and that was the start of my business. And wow. then it wasn't really until I started to attend some events and get trained myself and be open to being coached. I was not very coachable. I kind okay. of, you know, had been successful in other areas of my life. And I thought, man, I can do this. Like once yeah. I saw the light bulb, I thought, oh, if she could do it, he can do it. I can do it. <laughs> no siree. I, I um, definitely was messy. And um, I would I look back to, you know, <laughs> what I know now versus some of the things I did then. And I've learned so much and I and I continue to learn so much. I haven't had the fastest journey, but I've had a really solid and successful journey, mostly because I would say I've been I, I, my learning had me being more coachable and open to learning by those who really knew what they were doing. And I would say are professionals and um, knew more knew what I wish I knew then now, if that I think I'm saying yeah. that right. Yeah, yeah, you are, you know, who, who are much smarter um, people business wise than than I am or ever will be. But I knew I had the people skills. You know, I knew I had the caring. I know I'm passionate about health. This was such a good fit for me. I've also been, you know, a bit of a, we'll call it a maverick around um, wanting to create my own time, freedom and flexibility. I've always been that way as an occupational therapist and private. We were the first company to do private OT where we worked from home in our own schedule. So I was always used to juggling my own hours. I have a very strong work ethic but I also have a very strong play ethic. So yeah, I, love it. <laughs> I, I have a, a big sense of adventure. I love to travel. I love to sail, ride a motorcycle. Um, you know, that, that's a whole other podcast. It's not really because when you think about it, when we get to our 50s and beyond, we're, we're like, okay, you know what? It's time to actually do some things that I love to do. And I think that a lot of women out there are probably thinking, God, you know, I'd love to start a business, but oh, I don't know what I would sell. I don't know what I would do the business in. But there's so many options out there in this day and age, especially that, you know, for you working with Isogenics and building a team and, you know, building your business, I mean, at the end of the day, you don't really have product or inventory that you got to worry about. You've got a company that is holding that those big responsibilities, those things that keep you awake at night and you're yeah. there just nurturing relationships and motivating a team and, and selling the, the, the health benefits of, of the product. And I think that then you also say to yourself in your fifties, 
I am so done working nine to five. I, because I've been this mom and part-time worker, or even in my case, a full-time worker, I mean, I was a mom hustler for 19 years and I can, I can multitask like anybody can multitask. And sometimes my kids would say, okay, mom, the, the, you know, we'd, I'd be making dinner and having conversation with them and, and, you know, I'd get the old, okay, mom, so an elephant uh, came into the room and it crossed the road just to see if I was listening. And I'm like, hey, you know what? I am listening. So I think though now that we, we have this freedom that, you know, we've done this great job of raising kids. They're wonderful. They're on their own. They don't need us as much as we still think they should and want. I know for me, I kind of <laughs> like, okay, well, you know, I still want cuddles. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think that you're, what you're saying is you have a very well-balanced life integration and where you've got you know this this way of making income you're part of a community but you're also doing the things that you love so not every hobby has to turn into a business even though you have your jewelry business which i want to get into but that's a bit of a hobby that has kind of turned into a bit of a passive income source as well correct yeah, yeah, I would say um, just getting back to isogenics for a second here, that it for me, despite my initial uh, feelings around it, it's the perfect, perfect business for me. For you. And once, exactly. yeah, for me, it's not for everybody, but it right. is for me. And it once I got out of my own way around this. Uh, the the reason why people turn to this, but just as a, as a small point of um, interest, it's not, in my view, MLM, it's network mm -hmm. marketing. There is a subtle mm -hmm. difference, and I can explain that to you another time. Um, but it is network marketing is the way I prefer to call it. Okay. Uh, you could call it referral marketing as well. Um, mm -hmm. But for me, it's uh, the reason why people turn to this business model is for residual income. Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line. Like yeah. my business now, if I stopped working uh, to take a trip for a month, or heaven forbid, you know, something happened, but we're not going to put that out there yeah. to me physically, um, my income would continue to come. And uh, there is a point that I, I don't know 100% sure if I'm there, but it would continue to grow as well without my right. input. Um, it is also willable to my children. Like, you know, when I left everything, what's my legacy for yeah. my children? So I now have an asset that I can will to my children, which is huge. We happen to sell great products, you know, because you're familiar yeah. with them. But really, we're in the people business. We're in the, mm -hmm. the business of supporting people to their best life. And that's yeah, the way... It. I look at what I do is we're just a network of people who leverage each other to support each other to be our best health, our best life. And, you know, I've got lots of people who are just dabbling at this because they don't have a big financial why, but they love the community and the products and they love helping people. And then mm -hmm. I've got other people who are wanting to roll up their sleeves because like me, who have a big financial why and they're their sole breadwinners and um, want to really go for this. And this is just a great vehicle. And I'm, I feel really blessed that I landed in what I think is the best company out there. I mean, there are a lot yeah. of great companies yeah. and great products that I use. Um, mm -hmm. I just, I never sought it out. It found me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to 
carry no, on about that. And I love what you just said about the financial why. So let's dig a little bit into that. You know, like you said, some women in their fifties and beyond don't have a financial why that's pressing. You know, they've you know they've got enough that they don't really need to worry. They kind of just want to keep busy. You know, not everybody wants to retire and be on the golf course going to Palm Desert. Um, you know, there are other things to do. And I think that, you know, even when I see even my father, you know, who continues to work in his 80s, I'm positive that's what's keeping him young and spry. And I think that, you know, what are we going to do with our minds if we aren't keeping busy? So I, I like that. I like that. But so your financial why, so you're 15 years ago, you know, ago, you, you had the health problem, you turn to, you know, improving your health, you found a system that worked, you enjoyed it. So you turn that into, hey, well, I might as well get, I'm, I'm an advocate of it. I take it myself. It's working for me. So this kind of makes sense to start a business. And so you started this business, but then you started to say, okay, well, there's other things like maybe I'm still not living my truth. And I, and I want to talk about that a little bit more because I know that there are a lot of women and, and men, but you know, this podcast is more for women, but we, we want, we think that leaving our marriage or the need to leave our marriage is going to resolve everything, but. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I, I mean, I hear that, you know, from a lot of women like, Oh my God, my marriage, I just, it's dying. It's dead. But I often will turn the, 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 the table around a little and say, well, but hold on a second. Are you there completely? And so was there a moment where before you left, um, before you made that decision to leave, was there sort of an attempt to stay or did you just know that? Oh, overall, yes. I, I am glad you asked that, Lynette. Uh, I, my parents were happily married for over 60 years. I never, ever in a million years thought I would be, you know, a divorced woman, mm -hmm. <laughs> a separated woman, yeah. whatever that stigma attaches. And now I actually don't even identify with that. You know, I'm just me, period. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm nothing. I'm just me. Um, I'm everything. Um, yeah, I was going to say, you're everything. But yeah, I'm everything. Yeah, yeah. rephrase that. Uh I, we went to counseling for two years. You know, I really felt that we, we gave it um, a, a good shot at mm -hmm. uh, making it work. And within that process, it became clearer to me, actually. And I think that was because we had a, a good counselor who it wasn't the intention to keep us together. It was clarity on whether we should be together or not. So mm -hmm. for me... You know, it, it became clear in in many moments, but there are several defining moments where you just know that you can't go back. And right. and it wasn't even the biggest moment. We, we weren't this horrible, you know, arguing relationship. It, it was just a moment that I just knew I couldn't go back without getting into the details. And um, and I didn't. I didn't look back and, you know, move towards the process of, mediation and separation from there. Um, yeah, very, very difficult thing to go through. Um, don't necessarily wish to repeat that. Um, mm -hmm. However, I don't have regrets either, you know, at all. 
Exactly. And when you went through that process, there was for sure a moment, I'm going to guess, where you started to look at the numbers and you realized, ugh, <laughs> this comfy yeah. whistler, you know, multiple home kind of lifestyle, you know, wasn't abundant of wealth, but it was enough that was very comfortably happy. And so you start to think, well, geez, should I just stay because of that? And because I know that's what's yeah. happening in a lot of women's minds. Like, yeah. how am I going to do this financially? What? Well, yeah, it's how am I going to do this financially? And, and I'm a therapist, you know, I'm a people person. I'm a ski instructor. Um, I'm not, uh, my finances and numbers are not my strength. This is why my business model was so perfect for me because all of that is taken care of. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't exactly. have to do any of that. And, you know, it was um, my husband, we'll call him still. Uh, he did say, well, good luck to you. Because, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> he, you know, he knew me and my strengths. And um, and I knew it was going to be challenging on that front because it is not my strength. You know, financial planning and numbers. I've learned so much and been more open and receptive to being coached and vulnerable and get help. Um, mm -hmm. from others in that area. And, and I have fallen on my face over the years too. Like it mm -hmm. hasn't been this uphill, you know, that success graph. <laughs> exactly. This, this looks like this, right? Yeah, exactly. So I have had some um, hard knocks over the years. Um, but I also have realized what's truly, truly important to me too, through the hard knocks, isn't, you know, the... Um, fancy lifestyle for me you know you, here there's a great book called the, the i don't know um the four hour work week um yeah. and live like a millionaire and not be a millionaire right yeah, exactly. and um with when you have the right residual income and it, that was like a, oh bingo i could do that 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 really sense, resonates yeah. with me and I think you and I connect on that level for sure. Looking yeah, at your lifestyle, sure. yeah. and um, you know, I I I can go five star, and I can also be on my motorcycle and Absolutely. you know, roughing it. And yeah, I'm happy, if not happier, sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> when I'm, you know, yeah, when you're happier, when you're just in your like common element, you know, exactly. Yes. Yes, it reminds exactly. me of my, my, my goal is like, my, my dream has always been to live in white t-shirts, denim tops <laughs> and flip flops, but still be able to afford to drink Cristal. And I oh, literally yes. like to with champagne and like just whatever kind of living, like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like to like slum it too much, but I do, <laughs> I do have a sense of reality that this past three years for me specifically is this commercialism and consumerism mm -hmm. and consumption mm -hmm. is very overwhelming, especially when you take yourself out of that for a while. I mean, there was no problem dropping money on Louis Vuitton and Prada's and Gucci and all that kind of stuff. And then now I look back at that and I think, whoa, like how did I even do all of that? And it really is life changing when you simplify your life oh, yeah. things mm -hmm. and move more towards experiences. And that's yes. kind of the life that I'm, I think that's my truth now is 
I think yeah. I've always wanted that, but I bought those things to fill a void sometimes. Yeah. Right. Know? Right. Well, yeah. and, and that's a whole other deeper conversation too, yeah. is um, knowing how to fill your cup mm-hmm. with the right things and mm-hmm. it's not shopping. It's not, you know, having to be surrounded Continuing. by people all the time, you know, food, all those kind of vices. Um, I, I live in a really sweet little spot with just what I love here. Just yeah. what I love here. I got rid of everything else and I just have enough. Um, exactly. I like to say that I'm a minimalist who loves abundance. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, right? I love it, exactly. And abundance comes in forms of love, friendships, you know, conversation, things like that. Yeah. One of the things we touched on earlier, Lynette, was mindset and managing mindset. Mm-hmm. And I just think that um, this is something I've become so passionate about. Probably uh, the roots of that is looking at people that I've worked with with disability and why do some adjust so well and others don't, you know, and it's usually the people who could cope with life before their accident did so the same after, you know, a significant injury. I'm talking about someone with high-level quadriplegia, for example, and mm-hmm. I have several people I know in my life who have, are living with disabilities of, of sorts. And um, I really think that the more I've kind of thought about these people and what their common ground is, and then I look at my own struggles, how can I overlay that? We have so much power to manage our own day and our own mindset with some very simple tools. And it's often just a choice. It's a choice of what habits, every little habit adds up, you know, eating clean, for example. So it's not, you don't have to be perfect, but mm-hmm. if you're good 80% of the time, I don't even good, bad, as in, you know, um, what we think about eating good or not, but just eating that, that resonates with your high vibe body and putting good nutrition into your body, habits of exercise, you know, habits of thought, being in gratitude. That's a huge one for me is gratitude and also giving to others. My, my best advice for myself and for others when you're feeling low or low energy is go do something for somebody else. Write a card. Mm-hmm. Go give a gratitude note. You know, phone somebody and make their day. Send a gift. You know, go, go and do a yeah, random act that. of kindness because that, that can, it's a selfish motive because you can really shift your own energy. You know, go and smile at someone. In, uh, out in the lineup and make their day. You never know what is they're, where they're coming from. So managing mindset is something that I talk a lot about with my business team because we need to in the work that I do, you know, because this is really about, you know, attracting high-level people who want more in life. And, you know, we've found each other. I love that because I really yeah. feel like we're in some level where we're um, connecting on a frequency that Absolutely. we can't see. Um, and, um, you know, your vibe attracts your tribe, I guess is the, the sentence yeah, that, that we've all said. Um, but I think we, the days that I feel low, you know, some of my tools is I have a I have an infrared sauna here. So I will go mm-hmm. and take time out and I'll listen to a podcast, maybe fall asleep or maybe just nice music and, um, you know, reset myself. Maybe it's a bath. Maybe it's phoning a friend. Maybe it's going for a walk. You know, activity neutralizes negative emotion. So do something 
you know, to shift myself. And I, I found that during my ups and downs over the last 10 years, and there have been, I, I knew somehow that I had it in me to be okay. Like I was going to mm-hmm. land on my feet, but I knew there was going to be these tough days that I just needed to manage my own state. Uh, and okay, okay, hold on a second here. <laughs> so amazing. And <laughs> so a couple of things you were you were talking about, and I just want to kind of just sort of drill down. So one thing that you you were saying is that you know your the way that you're thinking, and you know to me, your thoughts drive your emotions and mm-hmm. completely. And even you have to sometimes trick your mind. Mm-hmm. So that you have those emotions. And when people talk about having, you know, daily affirmations and, you you know, you are the greatest or you're going to get killed this day. Like you're going to slay <laughs> this day. You're going to be amazing. You know, where they might have like affirmations around the house. At the end of the day, you may think that's kind of corny. Some people might think that's corny, but it will trigger a thought in your mind that then triggers your emotion. And eventually it just becomes habit. And so I... I mean, we hear all of that a lot, but it's true. Like, how are you talking to yourself is how mm-hmm. the question mm-hmm. that I want to leave mm-hmm. with everybody is like, how do you yeah. talk to yourself? Oh, I'm fat. Oh, I've got wrinkles. Oh, I've got this. Oh, I'm exhausted. Oh, my God. Well, then you're going to be that way, you know. Another thing, um, but yeah, so I, I, I just think that, you know, the way the current state that we have, we run our, our life is how, you know, you, like you said, your, your vibe attracts your tribe. And, you know, that, that really is just a wonderful way to just kind of summarize everything, like just everything that you're saying, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be anything profoundly difficult or, you know, it, it can just be a, a simple morning ritual that you, mm-hmm. you start. It can be a simple, here's one thing when I'm coaching, um, either my people on a health journey or my business team, um, one, one little rule, just a little rule, mm-hmm. no negative self-talk. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. How often, and I catch myself still, you know, how often do we walk in front of the mirror, get hard on ourselves or, you know, say I could never be like her, you know, comparison is the thief of joy yeah oh my god no right so no comparing we're on our own journey our own truth uh yeah for sure um and no negative self-talk at all Mm -hmm. so you know and when you do you just catch yourself and it's that self-awareness piece of catching yourself and then you can shift into oh okay well how can i you know uh, turn that around and exactly. turn it into something positive or, or immediately shift into gratitude. Before I give a talk of any kind or if I'm, you know, nervous about something or whatever, I will go through in my mind um, a list of 10 gratitudes. Yeah, exactly. And one other thing that I wanted to mention too is like you mentioned about going to do something nice for somebody if you're having a down day. And for me, I'm the complete opposite because I, I feel like I give so much and don't get me wrong. I do agree mm-hmm. with that mm-hmm. thought and cause mm-hmm. I do give and I'm a big believer in, I, it doesn't matter if I receive in that exact moment or from that person or, you know, I know that karma, you know, what comes around goes around. 
The one thing I do know is that for me, I give so much that I'm sometimes finding I'm giving from an empty cup. And so mm-hmm. that where, you know, find ways to fill your cup up. Yeah, can I think also that's great be, Yeah, mm-hmm. can also be, I mean, I gave from an empty cup for 19 years. I, I know, yeah. I know that while I was raising kids, I was like completely gassed out <laughs> for the whole time. You know, and sure, I should have probably done some things to uh, support myself, but I didn't. And you've been absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Um, If somebody was interested in kind of learning more about isogenics, even like from a business model perspective, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah, so they can get a hold of me uh, via email. uh, Anne Bethune, A-N-N-E-B-E-T-H-U-N-E at shaw.ca. Okay. Uh, I don't. I don't mind sharing my phone number. Uh, maybe you can what put that on the on platform. Instagram? How about, yeah, I will. Yeah. I'll, I'll share Instagram, it on the platform. Instagram or Facebook. It's Anne Bethune. Um, okay. I think my cover photo has me on a motorcycle. Yeah. Um, and my website is healthyinsideout.ca. That's easy to Amazing. remember. Healthyinsideout.ca, and I can be found there. Amazing. Hey, listen, thank you so much. Um, I, I am personally getting back into the isogenic scene. I think my delivery is supposed to be here by tomorrow. Yay! So I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> awesome. Um, and it's been the marine collagen is amazing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you've been awesome. And maybe I'll see you this summer in Vancouver. I hope so. What, a, what okay. an absolute joy today has been. Thank you. Thank you so much.